morning. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. I can't think of a better place to be. Bad weather was to come. I can't think of a better way to leave. Singing, praying, praising, worshiping God. At least it better the chances and the odds for many of us that we have our minds on the right thing. Amen, somebody. Challenges of a growing church. You know, even within the church, there are challenges. There are challenges that are faced as they grow because the church isn't the physical structure. The church is the body of believers. And people are different. People are different. And everybody is at a different spiritual point in their life. So there are challenges that we must face as a growing church. And we have been so blessed to be a growing congregation. Yeah, we've had folks come, we've had folks to leave. But you know, that's business of people. Because everybody who come isn't looking for the right thing. And sometimes when they can't find what it is they're looking for other than edification in Jesus, they move on somewhere else. But nevertheless, we have an obligation to make sure that we're here to do what is right and what is outlined in the scriptures so that God is pleased with what we assemble to do and what we carry out as a growing congregation. Some challenges we're going to look at this morning is number one, to remember our mission. To remember our mission. As if we read into the scripture uh, reading into your hearing this morning, something stood out in that scripture text, and I don't know if you picked it up or not. It said that God gave some different titles or positions but it was all for the edification and the perfecting. But nowhere within that context does it say for the entertaining of the members. When we come together to worship, the, the mission of the church is outlined in the scriptures and we are not here to entertain people. Amen. Yes, we abide in good fellowship. We do different functions together, but the purpose of the church, the mission of the church, is not to tickle your fancy and to entertain you. The mission of the church is to lead people to Christ. To equip the saints for ministry, Ephesians 4, 11 through 16, as I mentioned, the Bible said, and he gave some apostles some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Right. Let me read verse 12 again. For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Till we all come 
in the unity of the faith, of the faith, not a faith, not some faith. Because there is only one body. If you go back to Ephesians 4 and 4, it said there is one body. So there is only one system of belief that God is concerned about. And till we bring all in unity of the faith, Till we all come into your of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man unto the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ. That we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carry about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie Whereby they lie, Amen. whereby they lie and wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things. Speaking the truth in love that we may grow up into him in most things. Some things, no, all things, which is the head, even Christ. From whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplied, according to the effectual effectual working in the measure of every part, making increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love, equipping the saints for ministry. Man, it's something for everybody to do. Amen. In the Bible. Everybody has a role. Everybody can contribute. There's no reason for anybody to sit around on the sideline talking about, I don't have anything to do or what can I do? Amen. And God had it so designed that, you know what? He knew what the church was going to be in need of. We know from what we read now, we don't have any apostles of Jesus Christ around today. There are men who call themselves apostles, right? But as Paul outlined and identified them, he said, also apostles. We don't serve, uh, we don't have any purpose for prophets today because whatever it is God would so have us to know, it has already been outlined in the Word. So a prophet has nothing new to tell us than what God has already delivered unto us in his word. But there were needs for these individuals at particular times as the church grew. And as the church matured, there was no need for these individuals to carry on and do the things that they did. But what we do have a need for today are Christians to grow up, to mature, and to be committed, to be faithful, and to serve. Equipping the saints for ministry. That's the mission, one of the missions of the church, to build up, to help prepare for even greater works to come. Amen. We were talking about Wednesday night, about Sometime in the very near future, God say so, and if it's his will to plan a new work down in Forsyth, hmm. 
God's people used to get excited about it. Amen, <laughs> God's people used to get excited, but now, you know, that we're so focused on becoming stagnant. We're just so focused on, let me go pull this ship. Let me go to morning worship and then get it over with. No, you fail to see the mission of the church. It's an ongoing mission. It's ongoing preparation. Amen. We're in warfare, folks. Amen. When, how can you take, can you imagine having been over in the Gulf War? Thomas, which war was it you were in? Gulf War. Gulf War. Can you imagine, Thomas, in the middle of the Gulf War, you go up to your supervisor and say, I want to take leave. <laughs> I, I just need, I need to run into town. I need to just chill out for a while. In the middle of the war. What would you say about a person like that? I said, well, he lost his mind. You're in the middle of the war. You don't go tell me, I just need some time. I'll go chill out. Where we're in a spiritual war. We're in a spiritual war, folks. And guess what? We need to be committed. We need to be on top of the game and understanding and realizing there's a mission for the church in its own going. To sound forth the gospel to men and women everywhere. Amen. To sound forth the gospel. What is it we need to tell them? We need to tell them about the love of God. We need to tell them there's hope. We need to tell them you don't have to give up. God so loved you, he gave his only begotten son. That if you choose to believe in him and give your life to him, he can save you. We need to sound forth the gospel that there is hope. You don't have to look to spending your life in the lake of fire of being separated from God. God loves mankind, but man has to make a decision to accept God. We've got to remember our mission is, is to provide for needy saints. 1 Corinthians 16, 1 and 2, Hebrew 3, 12 and 14. And you know what? The Bible said we ought to do good unto all men, yeah. but especially those in the household. So our doing good is not just restricted to each other. Right. We do good unto all men. Yeah. But how can the work be carried out if there's no one to carry it out? Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's impossible. So we need you. Right. We need each and every one of you. Don't be looking to the left or to the right. Don't be turning your head when I'm talking to you. You have a role. You play a very important part in carrying out the mission of the church. And you know what? If we're busy about carrying out the mission, we don't have time for no petty things. We don't have time for no pettiness. Pettiness can hinder the work of the church. Pettiness can cause stagnation. Pettiness can cause frustration. Pettiness opens the door to frustration, envy, 
chaos and all other kind of things that can affect the attitudes and, and uh, the behavior of people. But if we're busy being about the Lord's business, there's no room for pettiness. Because we all have something to do. And if we're busy, you know what? The devil don't have an opportunity to capture our minds. We got to live above pettiness by keeping a proper sense of proportion. We have to make sure that we keep everything in balance. We can't, we can't go half-stepping and being inconsistent. Let's, let's, let's see what the Bible says. One of you brothers get uh, the Bible here. Uh, chapter 4, 2 through 3, and chapter 2, 1 through 5. We have to make sure everything is in order and do things God's way to keep our minds from being entangled and caught in the midst of confusion that the devil would love to entrap us in. Who has uh, chapter 4, 2 through 3? 2 through 3? Yeah, 2 and 3. Uh, I beseech Herodias and beseech Cynthia that they be of uh, the same mind in, uh, in the Lord. And I entreat thee also, true yoke fellow, help those women which, I, which labor with me in the gospel, with Clement uh, also, and with other my fellow laborers whose names are in the book of life. Now, go back to the first verse. Read the first verse again. Uh, verse 2. I beseech Eronian, uh -huh. and beseech Cynthia, that they be of the same mind. Stop. That they be of the same what? Mind in the Lord. Mind in the Lord, folks. If all of us had the same mindset of glorifying God, serving God, keeping God first and everything, making sure, hey, it's not about me, it's about God. Both we can work in harmony. We can work in unity. We can work and get stuff done without anybody getting upset because somebody didn't pat your back or somebody didn't pat their back. Yes. See, we have to work in unity, folks, and we have to be of the same mind so that we can overcome the obstacles that the devil will set before us trying to break down what we're trying to do. Amen. Chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. If there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if any comfort love, comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels of mercy, fulfill ye my joy, that ye be kind-minded, like-minded, uh, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through strife or vain glory. Hold on. Read. Let nothing be done. What? Nothing be done through strife or vain glory. Mm. But in lowness of mind, let each esteem other better than them themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also 
on the things of others. Wouldn't it, hold on, Bobby, wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't it just be great if we had the mindset of working? And I don't care how much work I do and, and how much I give and serve, I'm not looking for a pat on the back from anybody down here. Amen. Because I understand and know God sees my labels. And God is the rewarder. Wouldn't it be great if I could just develop the mentality, the mindset that I'm not doing anything to please me. I'm doing what I'm doing. I'm serving the way I'm serving. I go about visiting the sick. I go about cooking. I, 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 I buy meals and I go behind. I'm not looking for a fanfare or public recognition from the preacher. <laughs> God knows what I'm doing. God has been so good to me and he blessed me. This is my way. I just want to thank him and serve in him. Wouldn't it be great if we all could adapt that mentality? Amen. Man, the devil would have trouble around here. Man, would we stay busy? It only makes it harder for the devil to come in and hinder us from doing what we need to do. Challenges of a growing church to maintain our gratitude. Oh my goodness. To maintain our gratitude. We have much for which to be thankful. Man, I'm applaud Dan, just go until the end. We have much for which to be thankful. Amen. Amen. Anybody here this morning don't believe they have anything to be thankful for? Uh, we'll transport you downtown the grave for some help. All of us have something. Not, not just something, we have so much to be thankful for. Man, I mean, you stop and think. I always think and I pray before I close my eyes and go to bed at night. You know what? to have all the cameras and the alarm system you want. But you know what? That don't stop anybody if they want to come in there. Amen. It's God who watches over us. It's God who protects us. You know, I have a dog in my backyard. This barking don't stop any criminal. It's God who protects us. Amen. A, a criminal can throw him a piece of meat or put a bullet in him. It's God. Amen. So when you just stop and think and consider, God allows us. It's God who awakens us every day. Amen. How dare we not have a spirit of gratitude? How dare we act like we don't have anything to be thankful for. Colossians 1 and 12, the Bible, powerful statement here. And I love it, it says, giving thanks unto the Father. 
which had made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in life. Who had made us to be partakers. Man, we were wretched, poor, lost, man. Lost, lost, lost. But look at what God has done. Verse 13, who had delivered us from the power of darkness and had translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Amen. Oh, that's not the end. Verse 14, and whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sin. And you're telling me you don't have anything to be thankful for? You're telling me you can't have a spirit of gratitude? Man, we, do we have the attitude of gratitude? Christian people should be the most joyful and, and bad, rejoiceful people around here. Amen. Having the understanding of God. Realizing what God has brought us out of, what he delivered us out of, what he has added us into. Yes. Then we get upset because of some material possession. And God has done a marvelous thing in our lives, delivering us from death unto life. Oh, we should have an attitude of gratitude. And we should be teaching that unto our children. Amen. Amen. That's why our children don't see anything wrong with taking something that belongs to somebody else. That's why children are growing up feeling they're entitled to just have everything. Like it's a it's a crime for you to tell them no. Well, children don't understand it because evidently they don't see it or get it taught in the home. Amen. And if the parents don't understand it and don't practice it, how do you expect your child to understand? Huh? <laughs> Folks, let me tell you something. We're going to move forward. Amen. Yeah. We're going to move forward. But God, he ain't never needed a bunch of unbelievers to get your work done. Amen. All he needs is some believers Amen. who are committed, who love him. And their love is not demonstrated just in lip service. Their love is not it's not proclaimed outside of these walls and just talk. Their love is proclaimed by them rolling up their sleeves. Their love is proclaimed by them getting involved and not always just waiting to be asked to do something, but you can read like anybody else and see what needs to be done. Amen. You don't have to wait until somebody tell you they're sick. You know they're sick. Well, do good. Help them. We're going to move forward. We're going to trust in God. If God can establish one, I'm sure he can establish another. 
We just choose to do it at God's time and God's way. Now you can say to yourself, well, Brother May, we can't fill up this building. You know what? And you may not ever. But that don't stop God. Amen. Now I tell you what, I can tell you how we can fill it up. You get a new preacher and let him come in here and tell lies. But this preacher ain't gonna do it for you. Now you want to fill it up? We'll stop preaching about modesty. We'll, we'll, stop, we'll stop preaching about fornicating. We'll stop preaching about lying, adultery, stealing, and all these other things. We'll just tell you, look, God is love. God wants you to go to heaven, and you ain't got to worry about it. Jesus paid it all, and just go eat, drink, be happy, do what you want. Just make sure you show up every now and then, and give us a few dollars. Oh, you'll have to chat down the walls. Man, that would be the ideal place to go to on Sunday where you can do all the devilment in the world and then call yourself going to church and still not feel bad about it. But that's not the mission of the Lord's church. The Lord's church is to help, first and foremost, us that we may come to the knowledge of the truth, that we may live in such a way that we may present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto him, which is our reasonable service. And not conforming ourselves to the world, but being transformed by the renewing of our minds, how we think, and by doing that, we can prove what is a good and acceptable, perfect will of God. Showing that we are different. We are God's chosen people. We are royal priesthood. And we don't have to give in to the lust of the devil and the sinfulness of his world in order to be happy. Our rejoicing and our happiness is in God. It takes a person with a made-up mind to go that route. But I believe we have some people. I believe we have some people. I'm not saying this thing is going to happen overnight. But I'm saying you have to plan and you have to start somewhere. You know, the conception of this work down here in Locust Road, it didn't happen overnight. Some started with us, some bailed out. Some started helping us financially, and some, guess what, turned their back on us. But nevertheless, that's why I always prayed and said, Lord, not my will, but thy will be done. And you know what? You come to find out God can touch the hearts of whoever he wants you to. And God can use whoever he wants you. That's why I say you trust God. You trust God. Men will disappoint you. You trust God. That should, that should be a city around here without a congregation of the Lord's church in. Amen. That, that's just a clear message to us. We need to get these. How are they going to hear it if there's nobody there to preach? Huh? Somebody needs to be sent, right? So, you know what? Right now, you go, well, who would do the preaching down there? Well, first, let's, let's do first thing first. 
Let's get it established. Huh? First thing first, let's, let's see who's going to make up their mind to stay on board. Wednesday night we were talking about Jeff Gideon, where Gideon was summoned to go do battle. But Gideon had too many soldiers. And God reduced the number down. The first way he reduced the number down, he said, look, you tell the folks, whoever is afraid, whoever is fearful, just go home. I asked the folks that were here Wednesday night, just get up and leave. If you're fearful, if you're afraid, just get up and leave. Y'all waiting on me to ask again in the morning. <laughs> Nobody left Wednesday. If I asked you to leave today, would you leave? Well, you know what? Time will tell. But you know what? Even after that time, God said still too many. It wasn't until his army strength were, was reduced down to 300 that God said with this number I'm going to lead you you're going to go and conquer all these folks let me tell you something folks God ain't never needed huge numbers Amen. to do what he has already given unto us to do if God be for us if God be for us, who could be against us? God with us makes us the majority. But if you don't have faith, if you don't believe it, you know what? You can't please God. And you become just a pile of dead weight riding along. Well, I'm going to tell you, we don't need no dead weight. We need some people to make up their mind to trust God and be faithful and allow God to show us his might. Allow God to prove unto us as he has done so many times there is none greater than him. And that's why, folks, we should serve him. We should trust him. We should answer this call concerning lost souls around near to us because how shall they know? Except we take the message to them. I encourage you today, make up your mind. Make up your mind. You haven't been faithful in the past. Today is the day you need to make a change to serve God. You have never come to understand how true His Word is until you give Him a chance. You're not going to understand his might by some time in him. You need to give him all of you. You need to trust him all the time. Even in the darkness of the midnight, you need to keep trusting him. His promises are true. Matthew 28, 20, he said, I can never leave you. Nor forsake He said, Lord, I'm with you always. Even until the end of the world. He can't lie, folks. He can't lie. Why not make up your mind today to dedicate your life to it, to give your life to it, to come out of sin and become a servant of the truth. 
Amen. To become a servant of the one true God. Why don't you make up your mind today? Life can beat you every which way but up. So what, what else are you looking for to try? And I promise you, it's going to keep whipping you. So all the time you're wasting, you're looking for it in a bottle of Jack. If you can't find it in Jack, you go to your brother Jim. If you can't find it in Jack or Jim, you go to Hennessy. You can't find it in Hennessy, you go to Cousin Annie. You can't find it in Annie Greenspring, you go to Mad Dog. You go from family member, now you at the pet Mad Dog. So you're going through all the different things, looking for some peace, looking for some happiness, looking for something to fulfill the emptiness in your life. And when the Mad Dog don't give it to you now, you've gone over to Mary Jane. The original or the same thing. And it makes you crazy. And then when it's all said and done, you holler for Jesus. Well, let me tell you, he was there all along. He was there all along, and he extends an invitation to you today. Why don't you accept his offer? Why don't you come on there? All you that left. And I'll give it He'll give you this. John 14 and 6, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. This is the church you need to be a part of. This is that one body. This is the one he's coming back for. Because it belongs to him. And it worships in according to him. And it is the foundation in the pillar of truth. Why don't you give your life to him today? What's our song, folks? 598. 598. 598 is our invitation song. Let us together stand and let us sing. <laughs>